Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. And amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 4 today. We're so glad for everybody that's here in the house of the Lord. Appreciate you being a part of MPC Tuesday night Bible study. Amen. We miss those that are not here, and uh, we're delighted to see all of you. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. I'm going to be reading down through 12 through 14. 1 Peter 4 and 12. Very familiar passage of Scripture. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that are the purpose for when his glory shall be revealed, it may ye may be glad with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God rested upon you, and that your part on their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he's glorified. He's glorified. I want to talk to you tonight about the purpose in pain. The purpose in the pain. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you, God, for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, for this hour that we're gathering, Lord, to teach, Lord, your word. Help us tonight, Lord, to, to feed your flock. And we're going to give you the praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. <clears throat> There's a lot of talk today about all kinds of pain that people are dealing with. Uh, there's a big focus in our world today on mental uh, issues and mental pain uh, and stress and pressure and anxiety. Uh, never knew what an anxiety attack was until just a few years ago uh, when they began to classify things like anxiety attacks and all the th things that are pressures upon our life today. The question of pain and the difficulty with pain is as old as the first family's exodus from Eden. You get evicted from your house. Next thing you know, your son's killing your other son. Can you imagine the anguish that they had never felt before and just in a matter of time that being poured out upon them? Like, like feeling that pain, that sense of loss, sense of struggle. You know, no sane person likes pain. There are those today that they get into all this pain and afflicting pain on themselves, cutting, sticking, whatever they can do. Uh, but no one who is sane wants pain in their life. 
Yet sickness still comes, doesn't it? We find that suffering still happens. Afflictions still come. Heartache is always common to man. It's a part of our life. And uh, there is a hurt, though, that cuts deep, isn't there? A sorrow that's greater than stress. Trials that's greater than just a little test. There's a pain that that can bring about a heartache and hurt from a horrible loss, a broken marriage, a dream that has been shattered, a vision that has, has died. Um, and it seems like hope sometimes can be fleeting. The world today, this creation, is constantly dealing with the question of pain. And, and, and who can put an, explan- an explanation to things like the suffering of our world how do you put a how do you how do you answer the pain of 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 things like war and 911 and uh, tornadoes destroying homes and lives and little children that are crippled and uh, uh, cancer and things that come along uh, that are just so painful the question a lot of time is that if god was all god then why wouldn't he stop this i find that amazing that that the world asks that question in the moment of pain and crisis. But they don't ask, well, why are we worshiping and praising God when everything's going good? But the world has a question of pain. The problem with pain is that it is a part of the human experience. You can't get away from it. It's going to be a part of the human experience. Job said, man is born unto trouble born unto trouble. He's also the one that says that man is born of woman and and his days are full of trouble. And so the questions they begin to pour out in our moments of pain, where's God? Where's God? Amen. I'll be honest with you. I've had had times where I've said, Lord, where are you? My world is falling apart. Where are you? There's pain. God, why did you let this happen to me? Why did you allow this to happen to me? And, 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 and the pain that can be so great that we feel like our life will never be good again. It'll never be a place where we can find peace again. And so we say, how do we get past this moment of pain? How do we get past this sense of loss? We can feel numb. We can feel uh, a deep searching within our soul trying to find an answer, but it is not there. Matter of fact, there is no answer, regardless of how that answer may come out, that will totally answer, okay, so-and-so lost their, 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 their child in an accident. Hey, tell me an answer that's going to satisfy that. There is no answer that will satisfy that. There are not enough answers that it can explain stuff that hurts and brings deep, unspeakable suffering to us. David understood this when he said in Psalm 55 and verse 4, My heart is sore pain within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Can I get some people that will be just open and say, I've been there. I've been there. 
where the pain is so great and the suffering is so great, you would say like David, I just want to go away. I just want to go hide in the wilderness somewhere. This is the same one that wrote, trouble and anguish have taken a hold of me. Aren't you thankful today that the word of God does not hide us from people who ask questions like this, who had problems and pain. The Word of God is not this just pristine book that everything's okay and everybody's got it all right. Everything's going to be special. As a matter of fact, there's even a book called Lamentations. Lamenting. Lamentations. And if you're feeling real happy and you want to be sad for a little bit, go read Lamentations. Amen. It's a, it's a tough book. I'll just tell you, it's a tough book. Pain is a, is, is a problem for us because we don't like it, yet it is a gift. Turn to your neighbor and tell them pain is a gift. It's not a gift that you want for Christmas, but it's a gift. Amen. It leads us when we are in pain, when we have pain, it leads us to the place where we say, I better, I better find safety. Stick your hand in a hot uh, fire or touch a hot iron. What's the first reaction? Pull it back. Why? Your pain is telling you, you better do something about it. When pain comes into our life, we find that we, we have sensors that goes off that alert us, physically alerts our brain, our brain, emotionally begins to alert our hearts and our inner man. I need to do something about this pain. Our world today wants to live in a pain-free world, don't we? We want to live in a pain-free... Anybody ever played tetherball? They took tetherball off of the playground, bunch of wimps. I was a tetherball champion in about the fifth grade. Yes, I sure was. You know, the merry-go-rounds are gone. We're obsessed in this bubble wrap generation to keep us safe, to keep us where we don't want to have any pain. One ER doctor said that in, in one single night, he had patients come in for the following situations, and all of them came by ambulance. One guy said, I got stung by a bee, and it hurts. By ambulance. Another one said, I got drunk and have a hangover. One, uh, one other patient sat out in the sun and got sunburn, and now they're in pain. One dude ate Mexican food and threw up and had to go by ambulance to the ER. One guy said, I picked my nose and it bled. <laughs> then it stopped. Still went to the ER. <clears throat> you know, it's just like, it's just like, you want to say to some folk, <laughs> I can remember back back years ago, there was these two little boys in a church in Tennessee that we were evangelizing. These two little boys were talking about, about things that happened to them. And one of them said, I cut, my, I cut my hand on a piece of glass. The other one, they, they had to be four probably. And the other one said, well, I cut my leg on a piece of glass. As if, you know, the leg is worse than the, than the hand. We're living in a day where everybody's pain is so real to them. Troubles come. 
Issues come. Suffering comes. The psalmist said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But what does it continue to say? But the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Amen. I talked about the lament and I talked about the, the, the Bible being real. Do you realize that, that one-third of the Psalms are prayers about people that are in pain, suffering, lamenting? One-third of the Psalm. Of the 150, one-third of them is about pain and suffering and dealing with anguish. Pain is not new. Amen. This is some of the Psalms that, that deal with pain and anguish. Look at Psalm 6 and verse 2. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul is sore vexed. But, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me from Thy, uh, save me for thy mercy's sake, for in death there is no remembrance thee. In the grave who shall give thanks? I am weary with my groaning. I'm weary with this feeling inside. And all the night, he said, I make my, my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of all my enemies. What he's saying is that my pain is so great, I'm wetting my tears and my bed with my tears at night. My grief is so great. My hurt is so great. Psalm 69 and verse 1 says, Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. My eyes fail. Why? <clears throat> While I wait for my God. I, I, I'm in deep anguish here. Aren't you glad that the Bible doesn't shy away from suffering and pain? Aren't you glad that the Bible teaches us uh, uh, that there are those who lament, there are those who weep, there are those who deal with issues, amen, even the Lord. Uh, the one famous scripture that we talk about is that, that he wept. He wept emotionally. Can I just tell you and remind you from our text tonight that suffering should be no surprise. Should be no surprise when people make statements like, well, God wouldn't do this if he loved me. God wouldn't allow this if he loved me. I don't see how a loving God could allow such a thing to happen. Amen. What they're really saying is that if I were God, I would take care of this. If I were God, I would take care of this. At that, that moment, they are actually putting themselves in the place where they are taking God out of the equation. Rather than simply saying, I'm suffering and I need you, God. Suffering should not come as a surprise. It shouldn't be a shock to you. Many of us have been around for a good while. How many of you have been through some stuff? Amen. How many know that you're probably going to go through some other stuff? It's going to happen. 
And the writer in 1 Peter 4 and 12 says, Beloved, think it not strange. Don't think it weird. Don't be surprised at the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. Beloved, beloved, there is pain in, in your future, but don't think it strange when it happens. Paul wrote it like this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3. That no man should be moved by these afflictions. Don't be stirred or moved by the afflictions. For yourself know that we are appointed thereunto. God's got an appointment for me. Sounds like it. Suffering's coming. Amen. And so the writer Peter says, don't think it's strange that you're coming into fiery trials. But the very next verse is interesting. He begins verse 13 by saying, but rejoice. Don't think it's strange, but rejoice. Now that's strange. Brother Chris, that's a strange statement. I'm in my pain and suffering, but here's how I'm to respond. Rejoice. Rejoice. Amen. James said it like this, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptation. How can we rejoice in our pain? How can we rejoice in our suffering? By trusting that there's a God, amen, as we heard Sunday from Sister Vicky's testimony about her mom, there is a God that doesn't make mistakes. There's a God that is still in charge. Even when I'm hurting, he's still God. Amen, he is the potter and I'm the clay. And I don't have the, 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 the ability to say, I want you to make something different out of me. I'm on the wheel and he's taking care of me. But God has my best interest at heart. And God has your best interest at heart even when we can't feel him. Even when we can't see him. Even when we are in pain. First Peter 4.13, let's read it in its, in its entirety through verse 14. He says, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, <clears throat> that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. You may be glad what I'm suffering, I'm, in, I'm having pain, I'm having issues, I have afflictions, but the Lord said, I'm going to be there with you so that you can see my glory and have exceeding joy. Hallelujah. In verse 14, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of glory and of our God resteth upon you. On the, their part he is evil spoken of, and on your part he is glorified. Tim Keller in his book, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering, made this, uh, I think it's a pretty powerful statement. He said, in the secular view, suffering is never seen as meaningful part of life, but only as an interruption. With the understanding there are only two things to do when pain and suffering occur. The first is to manage and lessen the pain. And so, and so over the past two generations, most professional services and resources offer to sufferers have moved from, taking, uh, from talking about affliction to discussing stress. 
They no longer give people ways to endure adversity with patience, but instead use a vocabulary drawn from business, psychology, and medicine to enable them to manage, reduce, and cope with stress, strain, or trauma. Sufferers are counseled to avoid negative thoughts and to buffer themselves with time off, exercise, and supportive relationship. All the focus then is about controlling your response. Can I tell you that there's a different way to, to deal with pain in the Word of God? There's a different way of managing pain in the Word of God. Amen. And dealing with suffering. And I want to show you those ways. First of all, pain points you in the right direction. Pain is meant to point you in the right direction. Adversity ought to motivate us to say, God, here I come. Lord, I'm dealing with this pain right now, and I'm not going to try to numb it. I'm not going to try to just uh, override it, but I'm going to run to you with my pain. I'm going to run to you with my emotional hurt. I'm going to run with you with my situation that's beyond my control. Amen. I want to show you a scripture that's still the truth today. Look at Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Matthew 11 and 28, what does it say? Come unto me. All ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's not a platitude. That's a flat fact. Amen. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. That's not just something we say. That's something we've got to do. When we have pain in our life and suffering and affliction in our life, our response ought to be, Jesus, I'm coming after you, and I'm going to lay this on your shoulders. I'm going to put it on your shoulders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory be to God, it still works. It's the psalmist that said in 61 and 1, Hear my cry, O God, attending to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, do what? Lead me. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Your pain ought to be a, 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 an instigator to take you to Christ. To take you to Jesus, to bring it to him. That's what pain should do. Pain should lead us to Christ. Another thing pain should do is it should lead us to the word. Everybody say amen. amen. Psalm 119, 65. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Look at this. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Before I had pain, if I could say it like that, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me. But I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. Look at this. This is the verse that I want to paint attention to in this context it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes what is he saying my pain my suffering pushed me to the word 
Your pain ought to take you to the Word and study the Word of God and find out what the Word of the Lord says. So pain causes us to run to Jesus, to focus on His Word. Amen. But pain also shows us that God loves us and that He is faithful. Amen. Somebody say, He loves me and He is faithful. Amen. The enemy would like for us to think that in our moments of suffering and pain that we are forsaken, that God forsaken us in this disease or God forsaken us in this issue, God forsaken us in this, this mindset, God forsaken us in this depression. Amen. Not the truth. It should make us run to him. But it shows us his love and his faithfulness. Here, this ought to be on your refrigerator. It's a really great verse of scripture. We ought to commit it to memory. Hebrews 12 and 6. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Man, that, that should be right there on your refrigerator. Hoop and holler over that. For the Lord loveth, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receive. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Somebody say, he loves me. How many of you told your children right before you spanked them? I love you. Told them after you spanked them. I love you. And they're crying. <laughs> but yet there's, you still said, I love you. It's better. Well, glory be to God. Look at, look at Psalms 119.73. I know, O Lord, thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness has afflicted me. Thou in faithfulness. God is always fair according to his word. He may not seem fair according to the world and what the world says, but he is always fair according to his word. He's always faithful according to his word. Thank the Lord today that he is there to love us and be faithful to us even in our pain. So pain leads us to, to Christ. Pain leads us to the word, and it reveals to us that he loves us. Amen. Pain reminds us that we need God also. James 5 and 11, Behold, we count them happy which endure. We have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. What is he saying? I am going to need the Lord. I need his mercy. I need his compassion. I need him in my life. Why don't we let pain not be something that just constricts us into isolation, but let it drive us to Jesus. Let the pain that you're going through drive you to prayer, drive you to the word of God, cause you to begin to seek the Lord because the alternative is not working. We have more counselors today in America than ever before. We have a focus on it like never before. And I thank God for good counseling. I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but what I am saying, shouldn't we be better by now? 
Shouldn't we have some things worked out by now? But I want to tell you, there is no true victory outside of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can mend your mind with the things of this world, but I want to say ultimately, you've got to have it partners with Jesus' power and his mercy and his grace. Hallelujah. So run to the Lord. Take your pain and cause it to be a, 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 something that moves you, creates momentum to the Lord, his word, amen, and his love. I want to tell you that pain doesn't come by itself. Pain in your life does not come by itself. There is a, a power and a blessing that comes with adversity and pain. And here, I want to show it to you from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we'll begin with verse 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies. That literally means heart of compassion. He is the Father that has a heart of compassion and the God of all comfort. He has a heart of compassion and he is the God of all comforts. The Greek word here is parakletes. That's what they talks when it talks about the comforter will come, the Holy Ghost will come. It's the same Greek word, parakletes, which means called alongside to encourage and to help. Called alongside to encourage and to help. Suffering, again, is the part of the human condition, but it is also how we come to experience the encouragement that comes from the Lord, the comfort that comes from God. I know I ask how many have been through some things, but how many of you found some comfort in the Lord that kept you during those times of loss, that kept you when that loved one died, that kept you when the doctor said, This is the diagnosis, that kept you when you felt like you had another, nowhere else to go. What was it? It was the comfort, the encouragement of the Lord. Amen. Suffering is a part of the human condition, but for the child of God, so is encouragement. Look around. God will bring you encouragement. It's a partner to the pain. Uh, pain does not come by itself. Amen. But God has a way to bring encouragement in that situation. Look at verse 4 where he says, uh, Who comforteth, encourages, who encourage us. Amen. In all our tribulations, all of our afflictions, in all of our stresses, in all of our pressures, in all of our... I'm telling you today, the world is a mess and there's so much distress and there's monsters of anxiety and fear. This past week, we, we were uh, asked, Sister Gill and I were asked to go and and speak at a conference in Ohio, a district conference in Ohio, and it was a retreat-like, and so one of the sessions was uh, uh, more like a panel discussion that Sister Gill and I were going to talk about, and you know what the questions were, or what, what we were supposed to cover, is the difficulties of being in ministry in this hour, the pressure I want to tell you, I'm tired of reading about pastors that commit suicide. I'm tired about reading about pastors' wives that commit suicide. It should not be in this hour. But yet the pressure of this world that is coming against us and everybody's saying, lo, here's the way, lo, there's the way, no, this is the way, no, this is what you've got to do. I want to tell you, the Word says He comforts us in all our afflictions. 
There are natural things to do. There are things that we can, we can, be, we can find help from. But our number one thing with pain ought to be, I'm running to my comforter and I'm going to go alongside of him and he's going to encourage me. God is going to encourage me in this. God is going to encourage me in this. Hallelujah. Who comforts us in all our tribulations. Listen to this. This is the reason why that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comfort of God. What I get from encouragement from God, I need to share with my brothers and sisters. What the Lord has comforted me with, then turn around and say, let me comfort you. Let me encourage you. That's what that word means. God encourages you. Don't waste it. Share it in your pain, in your trouble. Look at verse 5, 2 Corinthians 1 and 5. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. We've got a lot of trouble, a lot of trials, a lot of issues, and we suffer a lot, but so do we have a lot of encouragement. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you today, the reason we are dealing with such stressed out minds is because folks are not looking for the comforter. They're not looking for the encouragement. They want to be with their pain and, 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 and date their pain and, and take their pain out and, and, and look at their pain and their issues. Becomes, they become so dramatically connected to their pain that they can't get their eye on the comforter. I want to tell you today, yes, pain is a part of life, but so is encouragement if you go looking for what God has for you. Be encouraged today. Be encouraged today. The order of the Greek words here is more forcible than the words in the English. Where in the Greek, if you break it down, it says, Even so through Christ abounded, abounds to us also our comfort. The word is interesting in this passage of Scripture, verse 5, For the sufferings of Christ abound in us is plural. It's a plural uh, verb, if you please. But consolation is singular. The pain is plural, multiple. But consolation, encouragement, all it takes is one word from God to set your heart, amen, comfort in comfort. You may have multiple levels of pain. You may have multiple levels of issues. You might have this issue and that issue, but there's one thing that will come with it and it's called the comfort of God. Be encouraged today. Somewhere around you, there's a partner that's coming with your pain if you'll just look for him, and it's called comfort. It's called consolation. It's called encouragement. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Have you ever been around somebody that, that, that after you talk to them, whether on the phone or in person, you talk to them for a while and it just like all of your courage is drained out of you. Like, like, like they, they just pull the plug out of the bathtub you and, and just feel it go down. And, and then you're trying to get up and you got this heavy weight on you. You know what that is? That's the gift of discouragement. There's some folks that are just going to zap the courage right out of you. But have you ever left somebody with a conversation and you thought that you could go whip hell with a squirt gun? 
because you had an encourager. You had somebody that said, come on, you could do this. Come on, you can do this. You and I have to decide in this hour where there's so much stress, so much anxiety, will we be a party to the pain or are we going to be an encourager to say, come on, we're going to make it through. You can make it through. You can. Make yes, there is an issue there. We're not trying to run from the issue. We're not trying to hide from the pain. We're just simply saying that pain is not going to go to waste. It's going to send me to Jesus Christ. It's going to send me to my comforter. It's going to send me to my prayer room. It's going to send me to my Bible study it's gonna mm, thank you lord hallelujah we are in distress but there's always a comforter close by first corinthians 1 and 6 and whether we be afflicted it is for your consolation and salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer or whether we be comforted it is for your consolation and salvation. The NIV reads of this. It says, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation if we are comforted. Watch and learn from people who are in distress but know how to go find comfort. Know how to go find encouragement. Amen. He says, for if we are comforted, it is for your comfort which produces in you patience endurance because of the same type of suffering. Let somebody be encouraged by your life, not by because of how bad you've got it or how tough it is or how deep the pain is and how somebody wounded me. We've all been wounded. We've all been hurt. We've all gone through stuff, but praise be to God for cardboard testimonies that you can flip the other side and say, but God, but God. Yes, this is what my life was, and I flip the other side, and I say, but God, he's with me. Yeah, I was raised in a hard mess. Yes, but God. Yes, my, 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 my life was torn apart. I, I lost this and everything fell apart. But God, hallelujah, I have, I've had depression. I've had anxiety and flipping around. But God. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So pain and suffering come around. Ooh, what happened to a light? Did y'all see that? Huh. Well, isn't that good? I can still see you. You can still see me? <laughs> All right, we'll keep on going. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall you be also of the consolation. Somebody say, praise the Lord. What an encouragement that is. Then he went on to say, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble. Do you see he's not trying to hide his pain? He's not trying to act like everything's all right, everything's great, everything's rosy, nothing ever bad has ever happened to me. You ever been around those kind of folks? They want to give a pretense like something is really, uh, their life is so awesome. They never, but all they post on Instagram and all they post on Facebook is just their, their one part of their kitchen that's all clean. They, you know, they don't show you about all the other issues and all the other problems. Amen. He's, he's, not, he's being very open. He says, you, I have you ignorant of our trouble which come to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure. Above strength, 
insomuch that we despaired even of life. Somebody say, that's a bad day. That's a really bad day. That's a horrible day. We, we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead. What is he saying? I don't care how bad it gets. It can even be to the point of death, but God's still the resurrection. Amen. So if they die, there's still a resurrection. Amen. So that that dream dies, there's a resurrection. So if that, that hope dies, there's a resurrection. There will always be a resurrection and glory when you find suffering and pain. If you look at, I want to jump to Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 31. Look at this word, for the Lord. Somebody say, for the Lord will not cast off forever. Whew. What does that mean? Is that there's going to be an end to this? There will be an end to this. There will be an end to this situation, this pain, this issue. Amen. And, 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 and if you have it until you die, the moment you die, it's over. Paul had a thorn in the flesh that he had until the day he died. But the moment he died, it was gone. The Lord will not cast off forever. He says that, but though he caused grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he doth not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men. He is a compassionate God. God's not an, an angry God, but he is a compassionate God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3 again. That no man should be moved by these afflictions. Let me encourage you today. Not only is other people deal, dealing with what you're dealing with in some measure, but there's plenty that have overcome it, that have had comfort and laid it at the feet of the Lord, that let their pain run to them, to the Lord. Run to the Lord. Your suffering ought to run you to the Lord, not to self-pity, not to the God of self-will, not to the glorious God of all this world's ideas of what to do, but run to the Lord. I made a statement at the, at the conference we were teaching and teaching about dealing with things like anxiety and fear and worry and all that kind of stuff. Our, 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 our forefathers and elders had a statement. Let's see if you remember this. Well, they just need to pray through. Anybody remember that? What they need is a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Anybody remember that? Do you know that there are people today that don't want, to deal, want, don't want to say that? Well, let's just pray through. That's not an answer. I beg to differ. The only problem is that our elders understood that it may take hours to pray through. It may be staying on our face with God for an extended period of time. We want a 30-second microwave blessing to come in and fix our problems in 30 seconds. Amen. But I will tell you, sometimes praying through is not a moment. It's not a service. It's a lifestyle and a mindset that I'm going to keep praying. And I'm going to keep believing God that he's going to be with me. I'm not ignoring the pain. I'm not ignoring my issue. But I believe God has got this. Can I tell you, we take everything to the Lord in prayer, don't we? 
We take everything to the Lord in prayer first, first. Whatever issues dealing with, take it to the Lord in prayer. Let's fall upon our face before him and say, God, I'm running. My pain's causing me to run to you. I'm running to you. I'm running to you. Amen. There is victory in the name of the Lord. Pain is real. Pain is suffering. And suffering is real. But so is comfort. So is encouragement. So is God's strength. And so is God's glory. His glory is real. Can you love him today? Amen. Let's praise him for his glory is real. Thank you, Lord, today. Anybody deal with some pain? Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.